It is a very stormy morning here, but I'm glad to be with you. We're continuing our Who Told You That series. And again, if you're new, please go back and check the other ones out and catch up so that you can know what this entire thing is. And yes, we're gonna to try to make it into a book. And thank you for asking. Um, we have uh, more videos that are up on our channel. Uh, our worship is up on our channel. This is up on our channel. And so is our midweek Bible class. And help us out here because now that we're coming to the worship app from several directions, you can come through our website, oursafeharbor.com, where you can come here through YouTube. Others are coming through Vimeo and some uh, are now gonna start coming through our app. The numbers that we're seeing in our worship viewers has dropped uh, rather dramatically while the numbers for this, the Monday morning message, and for Wednesday have stayed the same or grown. So we're not sure what the counters are doing there, but if we are uh, dropping viewers because people are going back to church and being in community again, who am I to fight something like that? That's, that's a lovely thing. You can always add us to your weekly reflections and, and uh, worship of God. And we hope that you do. But just in case YouTube's messing with the numbers, we really do hope that you continue to watch the worship, share it with others, uh, encourage each other to keep going because we really do need connection, even and maybe especially now that we're coming into a post-COVID time and churches aren't what they used to be, our life isn't what it used to be, let's find a way to connect worldwide with believers in a meaningful way. And I think we are. I'll be taking, I'll be, um, taking a trip next week, most likely, for the next two weeks, but I will still be connecting with you at all the regular times and expect some more videos that are shorter, but they are along the road. Uh, I'll be about four or five states by the time I'm done with this trip. I hope to make several of them while the weather is good for the next several months so I can get to meet you on the road. Uh, whether it's just off the exit or whether we get to meet around a dinner table, we're trying to set that up. So please stay tuned. Uh, we have a new app. Go to our website, oursafeharbor.com, and you can click on the little cell phone icon in the top right, and it will take you right. To, you'll get the app. Seriously, it takes about 10 seconds. I was shocked at how easy it is. Uh, also, you can get to it at the website off our giving page. So let us know if you need help. We'll get you in there. I'm Patrick at rsafeharbor.com. Well, I need to tell you a story to set this up because all my life I've heard sermons about false teachers. I've read uh, periodicals put out by my religious tribe naming false teachers. And there have been periodicals that that's all they did. There have been uh, The Heretic Detector was the name of a real publication back over 100 years ago. But over the last 100 years, we've had everything from swords to contending to all of these things in titles, fighting the false teachers. And I heard all those sermons about false teachers growing up. But nobody actually defined false teachers the way scripture defines false teachers. They described it and defined it by referring to each other. 
And remember, that's the whole thing we're doing here. We're tracing sourcing. Who told you? Who told them? Well, who told them? Well, who told them until we get back to a source? So to illustrate what I'm talking about, I need to tell you a very short story. Uh, and I, I'd love to go into much more detail about these things, but it's Monday, you're busy, I get that. For about eight years, Cammy and I had a parrot and we took care of other people's parrots when we could. And we loved that. We did it for a lot of reasons and I'm very glad we did. Well, I was in East Tennessee and I was having lunch after a Sunday morning. I'd been invited to this, these lovely people's homes and people from the church came and our table was full and it was, it was a really sweet time. And one of the men who uh, was a deacon at that church said, and you've got a parrot that, that you keep while you take care of these other ones, but he, you know, that parrot works with you and goes with you. And I, and I said, yes. And, and the man looked at me and he goes, but isn't it ill? And I, froze because I, I couldn't understand why someone would think I had a bird that was sick. So I said, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure I know what you mean. And he goes, ill, it, and isn't, isn't a parrot ill? Now this went on for a while and he was getting a little embarrassed because it was obvious I wasn't connecting with him. I wasn't getting the words he was using and I was embarrassed for me and for him until finally it hit me, somebody, I think somebody around the table helped actually, that in East Tennessee, ill means bad tempered or you're easily to go off into a bad temper. And parrots absolutely can do that, but, but mine didn't. And so I said, no, no, mine's fine. It's a little linguistic pocket, East Tennessee is. There are those around. Uh, if you've never been, for example, to uh, New Orleans, uh, you, you would be shocked at the accent of a native bubble there that sounds like it comes from the Bronx. Absolutely. And yet, it doesn't. Well, in East Tennessee, they have another one, which is, which is, which is a hoot. If you don't know what's going on, and I didn't, uh, an elder said, do you want to play golf with me tomorrow? I said, love to. Uh, I said, would you pick me up at my hotel? And he goes, well, I wouldn't care to. And I'm going, um... Okay. Well, it turns out in East Tennessee, I wouldn't care to means, well, that wouldn't bother me at all. Sure. We need to understand that these linguistic bubbles don't just exist in New Orleans and in East Tennessee. They exist every place. And so when you ask who told them, who told them, who told them, you also have to trace the linguistics, how they used words, what they meant in that culture, because words change meanings dramatically so. The same words we use change meanings. And we should know that now because uh, more and more people are saying, don't use this word, use this word. Words change meanings. Somebody coming out of you know, 50 years ago or 50 years in the future wouldn't have an idea what we're talking about. So we have to trace sources. So when wondering about false teachers, especially since I've been labeled one many times and and a little hurtful because I believe in Jesus and I like people. So I'm wondering, what, what am I doing wrong here? I went to the websites uh, of these different preachers and churches and found that helpfully they had put up list of what scriptures told us about false teachers. And, and there were quite a few. 
Uh, one put up the 14 top ones, another one put up the 12 top ones. I, I think they're still in fellowship with each other. Don't call each other false for having extra or fewer verses, but that's beside the point. In 2 Timothy 4, 3 and 4 is one of those where it says, beware of those that would take you and turn you aside to myths. I gotta tell you that I'm not really sure. I've run across ministers in Christian faiths that that wanna do that. Acts 20, 28 through 30, they call these false teachers that were entering in savage wolves. And more than once in the New Testament, they're referred to as wolves that uh, need to be destroyed. Now that's otherism, if I've ever heard it. If you call someone else a, savage, a false teacher, are you trying to other them, to lower them? And, and the answer is absolutely yes. Because that way you can be unchristian to them. You can be horrible. I, I cannot count the number of emails and letters I've received over the years that start, now I love you, Patrick, or Brother Mead, and because I love you, I have to correct you. And it's full of bile, hatred, and threat. But they can other me because they don't agree with me on a point. So let's get to, let's, let's cut past a lot of this, all right? Is a false teacher somebody who takes communion different than you? Or somebody who wears a clerical collar that makes them false teacher? Or somebody who, um, who doesn't say in Jesus' name, amen, at the end of their prayers? That's not a part of your culture, believe me. That's a big shocker in some circles. Um, or that uses uh, instruments as they worship. Are they false teachers? In the last few months, somebody labeled me a false teacher because even though we have a cappella services when, from time to time, we use instruments freely in our worship and say, well, it's a false teacher. And they use some of these verses. But what is a false teacher? Well, helpfully, we can tell you. In 2 Peter, they're very well defined. Uh, 2 Peter chapter 2, verses 1 through 3 but there were also false prophets among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you. Fair warning, right? And nobody wants to be one of those, right? So let's see what, how they're defined by the usage they have in their linguistic bubble of the first century, Judaism and nascent Christianity. They will secretly introduce destructive heresies now, a heresy is a division. They're going in to divide. Heresy does not mean that you and I differ over is the Pope saved. Heresy is a word meaning a divisive thing. A heretic is a divisive person. A heresy is a teaching that you use to divide. We can disagree about many things, but if I use that disagreement to divide, I am heretic even denying the sovereignty of the Lord who bought them. Well, I've never denied the sovereignty of the Lord. I don't know that any of these preachers that I heard about being called false teachers ever denied the sovereignty of the Lord. It seemed all of them were saying Jesus was Lord and sovereign. Hmm. Bringing swift destruction on themselves, many will follow their, here's our, this is big, this is the payoff, depraved conduct and will bring the way of truth 
into disrepute in their greed, these teachers will exploit you with fabricated stories. Their condemnation has been hanging over them. Their destruction has not been sleeping. Oh my goodness. Do you see what's happening here? He's not done. Uh, uh, verse 10, this is especially true of those who follow the corrupt desire of the flesh and despise authority. Verses 12 through, through 14, and then we'll start the wrap up of this, all right? These people blaspheme in matters they do not understand. They're like unreasoning animals, creatures of instinct, born only to be caught and destroyed like animals they too will perish. They will be paid back with harm for the harm they've done because they taught something different on how we organize a church. No. Reveling in their pleasures while they feast with you with eyes full of adultery. They never stop sinning. They seduce the unstable. They're experts in greed and a cursed brood. And it goes on. False didn't mean that we differ on any of these things that people fight over. False meant corrupt character, full of adultery. They were getting into the religion business for the money, for the sex, for the power. That's false because they were false in their hearts. They're false in their character. It's not about which things we think are sacraments. That one's coming up on a who told you. It's not about using instruments or acapella. It's not about which version of the Bible you use. Although I have been called a heretic and a false teacher because I don't do King James only. Okay, we'll do it. Who told you about that too down the road. False means these people are in it for greed, money, power, sex, control over, they specifically say over women, leading away silly women. Uh, you get that in scripture as well with the false character of these people. Now, I disagree with many people religiously and they disagree with me, but I consider them my brothers and sisters and most of them consider me their brother. Even though we disagree, we are in sweet fellowship with each other. I have an awful lot of atheist and agnostic friends because I'm a scientist and the, these are the peeps I run with, I guess. And I love them and they love me and we disagree about very fundamental things. But they're not false. They're not trying to form friendships with me to get money or to lure me away into sexual sin or no. We just disagree about some things and we'll keep talking and we'll keep in fellowship as we talk, working our way through this journey. Isn't it? interesting when you find out the word doesn't mean what those frothing at the mouth yelling preachers say it means they got it wrong because they never asked who told me this and who told them that and who told them that all the way back to the linguistic bubble of the new testament and ask what does the word false mean I'll wrap it up just by saying this. It also helps to know the bubble when you're doing any language. 
Uh, if you're reading Shakespeare, the worst, most horrible curse he could yell at anybody was to say they were mischievous. It's not what that means now. You see, a different bubble. A housewife, the name for a housewife, the term for a housewife was hussy. That's not what it means now. Don't use it that way. And on and on and on. Think of somebody, think of somebody 30 years ago who comes into your house and you, you're telling a story. I was lost, so I got out my phone and looked up the location of the restaurant and then had maps run me uh, to it. Uh, and Siri got it wrong on one of the, the turns. And then I, I, I thought, well, that's interesting. So I picked up my phone and took a picture of it. And then kids in the back were playing games on their phones. And then none of that makes sense to anybody who walks in from 30 years ago. How about a hundred years ago? You say, I ran a red light. What? It means nothing. Always check the linguistic cultural bubble. If you disagree with me on something, guess what? You're not false and I'm not false either. We're both just trying to find Jesus and he loves us, he's gonna save us. So it's not a journey of terror, but of adventure. And I'm glad to be on it with you. Please help us get those numbers up on Sunday. And if it's just a matter of the way they're counting and popping up now, fair enough. We love it when you add us to your active local church, but a whole lot of you, perhaps a majority of you, feel isolated from your local church because of mistreatment or whatever it is. You need to know something. Our Safe Harbor Church is a real church and we will come visit you when we can, as soon as we can. Thank you for giving and thank you for subscribing. You've allowed us to do this. God bless you in this very stormy week here in Middle Tennessee. It is a pleasure to be at one with all who call Jesus Lord. Bye.